This is the Ryder and Lisa Replay. Brought to you by Southtown Hyundai. Check out the Southtown Hyundai Advantage at southtownhyundai.ca. It's time for Overrated, Underrated with Ryder and Lisa. Overrated street parking. Here's why. If I am parked on the street and there's a vehicle parked in front of me and a vehicle parked behind me, gonna hit both of them. <laughs> little tap tap here, little tap tap. Do you up ever there. leave a note? Well, I, I don't do enough to damage. Oh, just a little just a slight little, bump. Little. I'm actually parked on a street right in front of you right now. That's what made me think of it this morning when I parked behind you. I was Did like, you run into my car? No, not yet. When I leave work today. Mm-hmm. Even on the reverse, you do that because you have the camera that like lets yes. you know. You do? Well, when somebody parks so close, right? they expect me to be this wizard that knows how to magically lift my car out of the spot. See, I've never done this. You got to leave at least a foot between my vehicle. <laughs> I don't know if you're kidding or not, and it's frightening me. Uh, I am kidding, but okay. the stress of it. Is real. I'm going to go with underrated today, and it's uh, showing old people famous YouTube videos that they haven't seen. My mom thought, like, I was just a miracle worker when it came to playing YouTube videos, and she was just howling. We watched, like, David After Dentist, Charlie Bit My Finger, like some of the classic YouTube vids, and she'd never seen them before. Wow. Because, like, they... My parents, anyway, didn't really start interneting until, like, the last, I don't know, five, maybe eight years. Yeah, and they're mainly only on Facebook and yeah. and Pinterest, right? So, and, like, those were YouTube pre-Facebook videos. Yeah, like, they never got into Vine. Right. TikTok, Instagram, really. So it was fun. So I just suggest that if you're around some older family members the holiday season like even mom was blown away that i could get youtube on my tv it's like how'd you do that oh so yeah highly recommend showing them some of the classics somebody had a new hot take on what's going on with kim kardashian and pete davidson and you know what i don't know but this one feels like it could be valid yeah it's not just one person though a lot of people just instantly were like oh this is just chris jenner getting back to work so People are convinced that Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson aren't actually dating. This is a publicity stunt to take the heat and attention off of Travis Scott and the Astroworld tragedy. I could see that being a thing. I could see them sitting down with Pete and being like, all right, how much do you want? How much money do you want? And like his answer would be just like, I'm cool with just like a couple weeks with Kim. <laughs> like, so the footage of them holding hands in New Orleans or wherever they were, mm-hmm. if you actually watch the video, they weren't holding their hands in a loving, romantic way. If you watch the video, they're super awkward. They know there's paparazzi and they hold hands for maybe five seconds because they know paparazzi's getting photos and then they stop holding hands. I watched the video. So it is like a facade. It's a smoke and mirror effect wow. for the paparazzi. So I I could see it happening. Yeah, but Chris I, Jenner is a brilliant and, at and, doing things like this. And people think it's a joke when they're like, "Oh, Chris Jenner's back at work." No, she actually is the puppet master. She's orchestrated almost everything that that family has. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you even look at the church that she owns Mm -hmm. uh they just use it for tax benefits but like it's brilliant people don't even know that she has a church because it's in like a mini mall like Mm -hmm. she doesn't actually advertise it or talk about it it's just something she has and i think it costs like a membership is like a thousand dollars a month like nobody Mm -hmm. pays that to go to church 
Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. And listen, I don't think as much heat personally should be on Travis Scott as there is. Obviously, that was an awful tragedy. But I, I truly believe that any human, if you were on a stage and had the ability to stop young people from dying, you would do that. Mm-hmm. But how are you supposed to know that? Like when we perform stand up, we've done it a couple times. When the lights are on you, you can't see what's going on in the audience. You can just kind of faintly see figures. And that's with like an audience of what, 100, 200? Yeah, but it's different with Travis Scott because he he is influencing the crowd to act a certain way. He definitely gets them to be a bit more rowdy than they should yeah, be. Yeah, but like every concert, like that's what artists do. They fire up the crowd. They try to get people jumping and moving. And like you look at some of the metal shows Mm -hmm. and getting the mosh pit going and like, yeah, they try to stop it if they do see that something's going on. And like, I've seen a lot of artists that have done that, but it's usually like soft pop Mm -hmm. that they can like hear that something's going on. There's no way that Travis Scott, in my opinion, knew what was going on. And if he did, he would have stopped it. And like, yeah, security needs to be beefed up. They need to do better so this doesn't happen again. But If Kris Jenner was listening to our show right now, she'd be calling in to change the subject. She's like, wait, wait, wait. The whole point of this break was to talk about Pete and Kim. And now you're going on about Travis again. Stop it, Ryder. I've never really thought about it until now. The conventional coffin usually is made with uh, not only wood, but... There's some artificial cloth fibers in there, some metal components to close it. And that takes years and years to break down. Yeah, a lot of that stuff may never break down. Yeah, so there is a new invention called the living cocoon. It takes a week to grow it. And then when it contains a body inside of it, it takes an estimate two to three years to decompose, which is way better for the environment. So it's been dubbed the living cocoon. Created by a 26-year-old man named Bob. He's a bio designer from the University of Delft. Nice. And um, so it is made into like a coffin-shaped frame, and it's essentially made out of mushrooms. How cool is that? So it's a cool option for people that are more um, conscious about the environment. Maybe they want to leave a positive impact on the planet after they've gone. It's called the living cocoon. I wonder if he came up with it while on mushrooms, yeah. where he's like, you know what, I want to I want to transform back into cocoon form. And then he's like, wait a minute. I could do that. <laughs> Tell me something good. My story is about a vending machine that isn't a vending machine at all. It looks like one, so you walk up to it and you're like, oh, what's this all about? It's called the giving machine. I want a Mars bar. And then you see all the things that are available in it, and it's things like three chickens. What? Polio vaccines. Even a day at Yankee Stadium for an orphan teen. These are the options that are in this vending machine. So when you put in your card and pay for one, it doesn't shoot out like three chickens. It shoots out like a little card that says, thank you very much for your donation. Your two chickens will be used to feed a family for a couple weeks. Oh, wow. Or whatever. Uh, I don't know the exact what the card says exactly. But they launched this in one city in the States, and it did quite well, bringing in like $2.3 million. And now they're launching them all over. There's going to be, as far as I know, like... 15 scattered around the states so it's going to bring in tens of millions of dollars a year for charity so is it called the giving machine it is yeah and look for one at this point just if you're in the states yeah that's where they launched and there's i believe there's one in london and one in the philippines as well but i wouldn't be surprised if this goes well if we start seeing them around here too Mm -hmm. tell me something good
I feel like there's far too much hate in the world. Okay. Directed towards black socks. And I'm not quite sure why. I don't know. They're just gross. Janice wrote in saying, I only wear black socks and my socks don't necessarily matter because my boots go over my knees. So nobody actually sees. I'm sorry. Her boots go over her knees? Yes. So they're just like high boots. I've seen boots like that go up to the knee. No, there's ones that go over. Wouldn't that be uncomfortable to walk? Mm. Like it would be hard to bend your knees if you had boots covering. Well, they're not like made out of hard plastic. They're not like Barbie's boots. <laughs> okay. They're like a relaxed leather, I'm sure. <laughs> um, tips wrote in saying, white socks get dirty at the bottom fast and they stain the bottom. Seeing someone with their shoes off and dirty ass feet is a no thank you. So there are a lot of people that are on your side, Ryder. I'm very shocked to find out that a lot of our listeners wear black socks. So Jordan wrote in saying, I feel like they look like your feet would stink when you wear black socks. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what I think when I see guys wearing them. Yeah, because the black socks, it's like, how many days have you been wearing those? Because you can't tell. <laughs> no, why Why would it be any different? Because every time you see someone wearing black socks, they're usually like they're usually sitting on the floor of your living room when they come over. They're not sitting on the couch for some weird reason. They sit on the floor and they have their feet hanging out of the bottom of their bootleg or jeans and they're like loose. Like they're not tight to their feet. They're like old and raggedy. <laughs> so like, how, this is many, ridiculous. how many days no. have you been rocking those? Because we can't tell. Whereas with white socks, you have to change them every day. <laughs> Okay, you know what? That's the first actual reasonable argument I've heard. You said one of your friends just refuses to date people that wear black socks. What is the reasoning? Uh, absolutely. She has a thing with her white carpet. She does not like lint on her carpet. So if they take their shoes off and she sees black socks, I mean, she's going to get the check. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll like, if she's at home with a guy and he has black socks on, she'll be like, get the hell out of here. Uh, or have him put his shoes back on and, you know, maybe make plans for eating out that night. Yeah, and, fair. Oh, oh my gosh. She's, she's too embarrassed to actually say something, too, because she doesn't want them thinking that she, you know, might have a couple neurotic tendencies. Sure. So. Yeah, that's fair. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jess. Have a good day, guys. That's the funny thing with dating, though, right? Like, you could have a great date, and then you the next day they ghost you or whatever, and you're like, oh, was it my personality? Was it my career? Yeah, do I have bad breath? No, you're wearing the wrong socks, apparently. <laughs> so the reason we're talking about this is Ryder just bought a new um, package of black socks. So when I was in high school and I was doing commercial foods, our instructor used to make us sing this jingle while we were either kneading dough or stirring so that everybody was on the same beat. And this song goes, Black socks that never get dirty. The longer you wear them, the stronger they get. Black socks. I think I should wash them, but something inside me tells me not yet. Ever since then. Play 107. So, how was it? Your first Oilers game? In, yeah, first live game that I've been to in a couple of years. Yeah. It was awesome. Amazing game. The Oilers did not disappoint Saturday yeah. night. So, what was it like going back out and about in the city at events and stuff? Because I have yet to actually do something like that. Um, did you get recognized a lot? Were there a lot of listeners that were saying hi to you at the Oilers game? How was it? Yeah, it was cool, actually. Like, there was probably af after the game... 
in Fort Hall there. They have like a bit of a party going on and yeah. our buddy DJ Sean Lamb was spinning. Mm-hmm. So we hung out there and yeah, it was it was interesting. I had about, I don't know, 20 to 30 people come over and like ask for a picture and that hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah, so were you prepared? Did you, did you remember how to pose in photos? Yeah, I, my mom sewed my, I have like a vintage Oilers jacket and the patch was uh, really roughed up. So I took it off and then mom... She was in town this weekend, sewed it back on, but she sewed it on crooked. Oh, no. So I was, like, leaning in all the pictures so my logo didn't look crooked. Oh, cool guy. Yeah, and so, I, I haven't uh, been tagged in any pictures, so oh. I, I don't think that they turned out. They're bad. I must have been funny looking, or I, I don't know. But, like, usually when somebody asks you for a picture, moments later you get tagged totally in an Instagram post and none of that. And they were all deleted. Yeah, it's maybe like whoever my photographer was that night wasn't doing a very good job. Or... Yeah, that's why you need me. That's why yeah. I should have came. Because no, but I, then they I want got... pictures with you, and I'm the photographer. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing Adele a day around here. Adele is in the news, and there's good reason to chat about her every day at least once. Yeah. So uh, she surprised, was surprised uh, at her concert by somebody very special in her life just over the weekend. So she was asked if there was uh, anybody in her life when she was younger that really like influenced her or changed her direction in a better way. And she responded. This was kind of like a in-between song. She'd a- answer some questions from fans. Pretty intimate concept. I really liked it. But, yeah, she answered about this teacher that had changed her life and that she hadn't talked to her since grade 8. But that she was just lovely. And then it turned out this teacher was in the crowd. Oh, it's the best. And I uh, got to come up and give her a hug. It was pretty special. She's here tonight. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I look exactly the same. Mom. Mom, can you believe it? Oh, my God. How are you? Well, I haven't seen you since I was, like, 12. Do you have kids? What are you doing? Yeah, I've got two kids. You've got, I've got two um, kids. Sky and Hayden. Hi, guys. Yeah, of course, of course. just so human. Like, in that, she interrupts by saying, like, hey, mom, who is yeah. in the stands, check this out, and asking this lady for her phone number, like... And apparently it took, like, months for them to track down this teacher that they knew that Adele adored. And it's so true. Like, there's always that one person that influences you and pushes you to keep going. And sometimes it is a, a teacher that was mm-hmm. in your world. So such a sweet surprise. So it actually got us thinking... Is there a situation or a time where somebody surprised you, a loved one that you weren't expecting? Mm -hmm. Because I do think those types of stories are cool, especially around the holiday season, you know, and after COVID, now that people can travel a bit more, maybe you have something planned where you're going to surprise someone. Well, it's a story. It's a lot easier to get away with surprising someone by saying like, hey, I don't think we can make it this year. And then you show up. Mm -hmm. I thought about doing that at Thanksgiving for my uh, my parents. I'm glad I didn't because apparently they left town. That would have been really weird. (laughs) Uh, I had my brothers both surprise me once. I did this really like powerful course in in San Francisco that they had both taken. And it's like the way they described it was three years of therapy in a week. It was just a really heavy, like, uh, cool program. Anyway, if you graduated from it, you can go to the other graduation ceremonies of it, like down the road, if you're ever in town when the the graduations happen. But only if you've graduated. It's a pretty private event. exactly, yeah. And uh, so they showed up in San Francisco by surprise as I was just finishing, like, what was 
the heaviest week of my life. Wow. And then we went and hung out in San Fran for three or four days together. So that was that was pretty special. And now after a week of this, um, what you would call how much therapy? Like three, it, three it, years of therapy in a week. <laughs> those are the people that you want to be there Oh, for sure. After, especially when you're feeling so fragile and vulnerable. and Well, the course was really unique, too. It had some very strange things. So to be able to talk with somebody who has been through it and not be like, okay, that's weird. Right. You know what I mean? They weren't judgmental at all because they had been through the course as well. Cool. But yeah, it was pretty awesome. I have had way too many, believe it or not, surprise birthday parties. Oh, humble brag. No, it's like to the point now where I don't want any more because I've had friends get drunk at my birthday saying, I've never had one before. I'm at your third surprise <laughs> party. And I'm like, it's not my fault. Like, I don't plan that. Right. Like, I'm so I'm, sorry. I was as surprised as anyone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, well, that's good to know. I can pass that message around. No more surprise birthday no more. parties for Lisa. That's enough. 780-784-7107. Live, local, and reachable. What do you got? When I graduated university, I moved to Fort McMurray for six years. Was never able to make it home to the Northwest Territories. I left Fort McMurray one evening at 7 p.m. I showed up in the Northwest Territories at my mom's house at 8.30 in the morning and banged on her door and scared the absolute crap out of her. <laughs> and she just looked at me and she goes, what the f***? And she just started crying and it was like honestly the best thing I've ever, ever done in my life. And you didn't have to uh, waste much daytime. You just drove all night, eh? Yeah. I was like hallucinating at the end of it because I was so tired. There was like stuff on the side of the road. It was so wild. No, there actually was stuff like there was a polar bear. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. No How are you guys doing today? Good. Hey. Tell us your surprise story. Okay, so a while back, about seven years ago, I moved from Ontario to Alberta, and I thought for my first Christmas away, I wouldn't tell mom, and I'd sneak back to Ontario and show up for Christmas. Well, in order for us to kind of make the surprise not obvious, we invited a whole bunch of not really family to Christmas, but anyone who would show up. So one of my friends, Bryce, came, and long story short... I show up at Christmas, you know, in the crowd, just one of the people there when mom came in after work, and she noticed Bryce and his daughter before me. It took her about three or four minutes to realize I was there, <laughs> but she was all happy to see my friends, all these new people she hadn't seen. I had to say my name, like, hello, <laughs> and then she realized that I was here. Hilarious. Once she realized, she started tearing up and all that, but I was kind of upset it took so long. <laughs> I You're guess we waiting. know I'm not the favorite. Yeah. <laughs> we are joined by Heather, the GM at Independent Jewelers. We got lots to talk about with you. Let's just start with what makes you guys different. Oh my goodness, where do I start? There are so many things that make us different, but the biggest thing is that we truly are a one-stop shop. Starting from the easy storefront parking, you come on in, we have Goldsmith Center right on site, we have watch services, we do custom design, uh, graduate gemologists, insurance department, corporate department, we do everything you can think of that has to do with jewelry. Wow, and you've been serving the Edmonton market for how many years now, Heather? So we're actually passing our 43rd year. Wow. With 32,000 square feet, I would imagine you can fit a lot of diamonds in there. 
You know what? We sure can. And that's actually really what's wonderful, especially during this time, as we all know, with supply and demand, that sort of thing, where we also have the leading edge is that we have a 32,000 square foot showroom full of live goods and inventory and great gift ideas ready to go. Now, with the holidays approaching, people might want, I don't know, a watch. Where can people look at some of your inventory? Can people purchase things online? How does that work? Yeah, Lisa, absolutely. So we have a really great online store as well. Now, of course, our store showroom has way more inventory than what we have online. We try to keep up with uh, both things, but it is a shared inventory sort of platform. Um, So you can start by looking on our online store uh, or then come straight into the store and have a look at, I think we have over 3,000 square feet of watches. And (laughs) did I hear something about, for our listeners, a free gift? You sure did. Okay. So we are giving, so as long as you mentioned just this conversation, uh, when you come on in, we are going to be giving a pair of free diamond studs away to all of our customers that come in, of course, while quantities last, I believe, but we do have quite a few. Uh, and we may even be able to mix it up with a little pair of even rubies, diamonds, or emeralds um, in the same kind of collection, uh, a free gift with purchase. Wow. Awesome. Now, you also support local, which is so fantastic. Can you let our listeners know um, what you do for for Meals on Wheels here in Edmonton? You know, this is such an important part, especially the owner, Jerry Gilroy. He really has chosen that uh, organization. We've been giving back to Meals on Wheels through our online sales every single month. I believe last year alone, we gave away over $25,000 back to Meals on Wheels. And we do continue to support local community and charities all the time. So it's not just Meals on Wheels. We, we, our community supports us, and we feel it is so important to give back to the community. And so that's what we do. That's what uh, Show Local Some Love is all about. Exactly. It's uh, definitely a two-way street. Where can people find you? Uh, so we are on the West End. We are on 11248 170th Street. Uh, again, easy storefront parking, and we invite you all to come on down. And where can people find you online? Uh, so just shop at independentjewelers.net. Lighter and Lisa. Brought to you by Southtown Hyundai. Play 101.